0: PI is Declassified, an inside look at the world of private investigators. Your host is Francie Kaler, a noted private investigator. Francie and her guests take you behind the scenes and into the genuine, sometimes gritty business of investigation. You'll hear stories from the trenches with plenty of surprises. Here's your host, Francie Kaler.
1: Good morning, and I'm enthusiastic about introducing you to Christopher Utley. Uh, Christopher's or Chris, his first job was at 17 was a library attendant in the Family History Center of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and we all know where that is. That's in Salt Lake City. After a time, though, he moved to the world-famous Temple Index Bureau, where he learned genealogy and how to research family history, and today he's just a great expert on this subject. So he graduated from Brigham Young University, and while he's getting his BA there, he was very fortunate to work as a document researcher for BOIU's PBS series, Ancestors. Uh, Then he and his wife founded a company called Reuniting Families, and he's expanded from helping the families and individuals to working with people and companies in Germany and Switzerland on heirs and estates. So, most of his research, though, is conducted back where he started out, at the Family History Center Library. That's very exciting, Chris. Uh, He's been involved with several PBS television series, and the most recent was entitled The Generations Project. So, as people are more and more transient, searching and locating somebody becomes certainly a primary task for a private investigator It could be locating a witness on a civil case or a criminal case. It could be finding a birth parent. It could be finding a war veteran buddy, or it could be finding an heir to an estate. Some private investigators, those who do um, certainly uh, social histories on their cases, are even charged with developing family histories and connect the links between generations. So the more elapsed time there is from the contact with the person, you know, or the known address they had, the more difficult, of course, the search becomes. And that's where Chris's expertise can assist. So today, Chris and I will be discussing his research tips, his strategy, and what he does and how he does it. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you, Francie? I'm great. So I'm so excited about talking to you about this, Chris. So um, tell me, you know, how how did you start out at the... uh, the History Center to begin with.
2: Well, I've always been interested this, in this subject since I was ten years old, and the thing is, is my interest was in genealogy. And so, when I graduated from high school, I thought, "Hey, I should get a job at the genealogy library." And so, I got hired on as a library attendant and got more familiar with the, the library and how to do research. And um, here I am today. And so that's basically how I got started. So from a young age, I've been interested and hooked on this. And as many genealogists know that this is an addiction um, sometimes. <laughs> or some really?
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Because uh, one thread leads you to another thread. And then it's yep. 3 o'clock in the morning.
2: <laughs> yep, and it just gets bigger. Finding yep. two more parents leads to four more grandparents and so forth. And so it just continues on.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It really is amazing. So, okay, I'm going to let you just start talking about what you do.
2: Um, basically, what I do is um, I do research um, for the individual or the company uh, according to what they want or need. And like I like you mentioned, I do a variety of different. I've worked for a variety of different company. I've worked for Aaron Estate. Uh, companies, I've worked for television and the media I've worked for um, a company um, called Inflection that actually owned archives.com um, doing uh, what would what do you say a VIP um, research for an individual that they wanted to get um, who they wanted to actually get uh, more publicity from her um, so I did research for that and they own also PeopleSmart and I found PeopleSmart to be something that is very good, um, for, um, people that are like today and in locating them and it's pretty accurate as well. So that's something that, um, maybe private investigators would be interested in, but I know you guys have a lot of other, um, things that you could look up online or elsewhere. Um, networking is another, another good thing. And so that's basically what I do. Um, I actually also work for individuals. Um, They may want to extend their pedigree. They may want to find histories or stories. Um, That's kind of what I did with uh, the Generations Project. Um, We basically found histories and stories about individuals, um, ancestors, and then tried to um, correlate that with their lives today. Like we had somebody that was on an LDS mission. Um, his, His brother died in um, Iraq, and he couldn't come home for the funeral. So he really had no closure, and he was really mm-hmm. struggling. And so we went back through his lines and found that um, he had ancestors that actually lost loved ones um, during like, the Civil War and the American Revolutionary War, mm. but they probably weren't unable to actually um, uh, find closure as well. And that helped him um, a lot. Um, and then, uh, basically, what I'll do is just um, whatever the client the client needs. Another thing, too, is I'm at the Family History Library, and there's a lot of things that are available at the Family History Library that aren't avail- available, I mean, as a whole, um, like, there. I mean, you can go to different places or localities around the world, and you'll find those records, but they have a lot of records which are... Um, I mean, are all there from all these different localities, and so the research is more yeah. readily available. A lot of companies um, hire genealogists that live here in Salt Lake um, to do their air and state research because some of these records aren't available to the public where they live, like in Germany or some of these areas yeah. where um, there's information on living people. And I guess because we live so far from some of these countries um, that the records are available. But the, the library itself has made agreements with... Um, different um, uh, government entities or whatever to get permission to hold these. And sometimes the records are there, and then sometimes the laws change and they have to take the records away. Um, mm-hmm. so, but these records are um, mainly I mean, available right now at the library, but because of the effort now of scanning and digitizing the records, you can find lots and lots of records now online, um, these are original documents and images, and so it makes it quite helpful and useful um, to the rest of the world or those of people that don't live um, here in Salt Lake City, and so that's very nice as well.
1: So are, are you saying, Chris, that, um, that I guess countries or locations will send their records to Salt Lake to be scanned, or how does that work?
2: Um, From my understanding, um, I just want to reemphasize: I'm not an employee of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, but I guess that's where I do my research. What they do is they go um, to these different areas of the world, and what I understand is they negotiate with the different governments or individuals that they need in order to receive um, records, and they make an agreement. And then a lot of the records, just so you know, were digitized before, The church even got there. Um, Mm -hmm. One of those examples would be Hungary. I think the Catholic Church or some other entity uh, went through and digitized their records, I mean, even before the church got there. I think, I don't know if it was exactly when they did it, if it was when communism was strong there or right after, Mm. but it was neat to see me find those records here in Salt Lake and then actually go to Hungary and actually visit the actual church yeah. and see the entry that had the mistake. So basically what they did is they go and, and uh, make an agreement. And a lot of times, too, these countries want their information preserved.
1: Huh, sure. So
2: they, so they are willing to do it. And so that's kind of what their agreement is. And then we have a copy here, or the library, I should say, has a copy here in a granite vault. Um, actually, it's up in the mountains here in Salt Lake in Little Conway Canyon. They have something... Where they store all these records, and um, what they'll do—a lot of it's on microfilm. But now, um, a lot of this is being digitized. Um, yeah. So I don't—they don't really have a need for the microfilm, and the images are just as good um, as the microfilm.
1: Yeah. So yeah, they so they must send people. Uh, even do your people go to other countries and scan records?
2: Yeah, they. Can. They can scan records, yes, they do. Um, but um, like I said, some of these countries they actually do it themselves. Yeah. So, and then we and we get permission to use those
1: records. I guess uh, some other countries are further advanced than the United States in some cases, huh?
2: Yeah. I mean, there are there's yeah actually a lot of kind of, not quite a few actually in Europe so.
1: So that must have been really, very exciting to go to Hungary and actually go and see the actual record.
2: Yeah, it was, it was really exciting. What was, it was just amazing to me because this is right after. I went there like in 98, and mm. uh, the wall fell, what, in the late 80s, early 90s? And the yeah. thing is, I was just amazed that the library here in Salt Lake had these actual um, records on microfilm. And then I went there, and I saw. I went to a little Catholic church, or whatever. They gave us twelve books or so, old books, to go home. Um, and they actually
1: we, gave you the books.
2: Yeah, that's astonishing um, was, to me. Yes, they they gave us the books. I think we did a little bartering. Um, <laughs> we, gave the, yeah. we gave some beer to the priest. I see. <laughs> so, anyway, we took those, and I was amazed that they actually allowed us. And we had them for a few days, and I remember what the entries looked like. So when there was a mistake or something, I remember what the entry for a certain individual was, and I know they were the actual records that were in Salt Lake because so I remember the mistakes in Salt Lake, and I saw the actual—I was holding the actual page in Hungary that had that mistake. So it was fun.
1: What was the mistake, Chris?
2: It was just like if, uh, like a, like a word they wrote in and then they uh-huh. scribbled it out. So so it was just a scribble, basically. Yeah. So you just knew that the, the entries were, it was, it was the same. I mean, so it's interesting to be halfway across the world and or actually all the way on the other side, almost, and find those and see that, you know. So Wow. So and it makes,
1: it makes you realize how small the world is as well, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and now with the Internet, it's making it, Really, really small. Yeah. So, like this show, I mean, people can hear it from around World's the world white. if they have access to the internet.
1: That's exactly right, Chris. We're going to take a right, uh, quick break. Chris Utley will be right back after this commercial break.
0: Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! on P.I.'s Declassified. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to P.I.'s Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler.
1: Chris Atley is an expert gene- genealogy researcher. His company is called Reuniting Families, and he's here talking about his research. Chris, so um, what we were just talking about, I, you, you feel free to say whatever you want because this is part of what you do. So feel free to tell your process and your, the miracles that happen when you're doing research.
2: Um, I've had a few experiences, or actually I should say I have had a lot of experiences where I felt like I did all I could, but then when I wasn't expecting it, I found something that I was researching um, in the past. Um, I've had a couple of experiences that I can share. I had an experience where I was searching for um, some, like, who's who books for attorneys for the Northwest in the U.S., I wasn't able to find a book um, like that in the library, and so then one day, not too long later, I went and I, I went in between a couple of bookshelves, and I squatted down and then I looked up and I saw this book that was just on that, and I was looking for two individuals that were attorneys up in Seattle, and lo and behold, it not only gave their names but it gave a little a little bio on them both, and then they also it also gave um, their pictures, which I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I wasn't expecting this to happen. It just kind of right. <laughs> I kind of just walked into it. A yeah. lot of times, I feel like these these deceased people find yeah. me rather than me finding them.
1: Well, that could maybe maybe it is. You know, we you just know, never know there's many things we don't know.
2: Yeah. Also, um, another time, um, what I did is I actually. Um, was searching for a family and a certain individual, actually. I wanted more information on her. And the thing is, is the thought came to me, well, I'll just call her great niece and get that information, um, when the great niece gets back in town. And, and so I thought, okay, I'm going to work for another client and I'll go down to this, the B2 floor, which is the British Isles floor, and, uh, I'll go ahead and search, um, the British Isles stuff in England, and actually this research that I was doing for this, this great aunt was actually, um, or fi- trying to find a great aunt, was actually in uh, uh, Ohio, and so I was downstairs and I got on the internet, and I don't know how it came up, but it was like um, marriages for Cuyahoga County, Ohio, like an index. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is interesting because this family was either in the Lorraine um, or Cuyahoga area. Um, and I thought, well, I'll go ahead and check it out. And the name was quite unique, actually. Um, it's Hengartner, And so I put it in, and sure enough, this guy and his wife, the wife, the lady who I was looking for, was there on the record. And so I thought, okay, well, man, I'm going to go ahead and look for uh, the actual marriage record here at the library. So they actually had that on film. I went to it, and it gave me all the information I wanted on this lady. It gave me her parents' names, gave me where she was born, when she was born. Um, It gave me, uh, of course, when she married and and where. But it gave me quite a bit of information to go further on that. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is honestly, I could have been searching for that record um, all day, and never found something. And this was one of those experiences. I just felt like it was laid in my lap. Like, mm-hmm. come on, find me. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> really? yeah. Well,
1: well, tell us, Chris, about this website you showed me.
2: Um, oh, it's called www.familysearch.org. Uh-huh.
1: It's
2: a website that's been around for quite some time now. It was, it's The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has put it up. Um, it's actually something that many genealogists um, know about, and they use the website and the library as a resource um, to find information on their ancestors. Um, they have some new things on it, like it's called Family Tree. Mm-hmm. and it's free. I've, I've got it
1: up on my screen right now. Yeah,
2: so. and it's free for anybody. And like I mentioned um, to you, I did some research um, kind of, It was kind of like a spotlight or VIP research for a company called Inflection because they wanted a lady to write about their company. And they wanted me to use archives.com, which is owned by Ancestry.com now. And so I went ahead and built a tree for this lady. And to be honest with you, when you asked me to um, be on your show, it was quite a surprise. And I was trying to think of, well, what would Francie be interested in? And what could I do to show um, people, what I do, and mm-hmm. so I thought. Well, I'll start with Francie, and I'll be able to try to build her tree, and maybe we can talk about um, this website and what it can do um, in research. And so, this is similar to Ancestry dot com's trees, but so the let, thing let is me
1: ask you first before you start. All you had on me at that point was what? Just my that's it, Francie Kaler. However you pronounce it, I mean yeah, it's pronounced Kaler, but that's all right. Uh, I answered it just about anything, uh, so all you had was Francie, which is a which <clears throat> is actually a nickname. Yeah, and yep. my married name. Yeah. So, and you got a lot of stuff. It was amazing to me with only that. You you got really a lot of stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, basically, there's there's uh Things I, I go to I use, um, some of these, there's a lot of these type of websites that you can find people and then you have to pay a fee to get more information. But basically there's one I use that helps a lot and it's called Veromi.net, And that's V-E-R-O-M-I. And basically it shows about the age of the individual and then who are possible relatives and possible um, roommates. And so I put your name in, and I think at first I had a hard time uh, finding you. Uh-huh. So like you said, this is a nickname, and it's your married name. It's right. not a maiden name. And so I did find you, and through that I found um, your married, your, your, I don't know, is he your ex-husband or husband, but I found a husband there. Uh-huh. And then I found some children's names. And then I went to Facebook, which is a very, very good thing. <laughs> um, like I've heard on this show, I've been listening, um, kind of getting excited for this show, um, to your other um, your other shows um, with private investigators and so forth. And they also use Facebook, I see. So yes. anyway, I used Facebook and looked around, and I saw um, your daughter's um, Facebook page. I saw yours. By the way, I used your Facebook page too, to because some of your friends are your relatives, and right. that helped out a lot. And it's so helpful. Your friends
1: th- are your relatives. Your relatives are your friends. <laughs> uh
2: huh. Yeah. yeah. Either way you look at it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so they're there. So, and um, I mentioned that um, I knew Aaron had done your granddaughter had done some research, and I actually found a tree on. Uh, ancestry.com and Erin had done quite a bit of research um, herself and connected with other people that were working on some of your lines and so she was she helped with the basis now just so you know the only reason why I knew this was Erin is because um, I knew you had a granddaughter named Erin Patterson Mm -hmm. and then there was an E. Patterson on the tree as the submitter or the owner and so I was assuming that was her and then I put her actually because what I did is I actually didn't find her on Ancestry.com at first. I found like your grandfather or great grandfather, and then I kind of worked my way forward, seeing okay how does this how does this work, and uh, because I actually kind of established your line of ancestry before I got and before I found Aaron's tree is what I'm trying to say and. So um I basically found um the blank spaces because living people it's private so I can't see their names so I couldn't see your name I could see your parents names because they were deceased i also on this uh uh family search family tree anything um concerning a living person is only um available for them to see so like for instance I have your name in there um, when you log in, but you 're the only person um, that can see your information
1: oh, I it's, see huh
2: so when it comes to your father, your mother, um, yes, others can see that, but anyway, how this worked out is because Aaron did a tree, I figured out I figured out um, your maiden name, and um, I think let me go back there. I think I made a mistake in finding because I did not know your ancestors names so Erin mm-hmm. through her tree she had a Smith married to a Kohler and, or she didn't have a Smith married to a Kohler she, but she had a tree where the the grandfather the grandfather's um, side it was Kohler and the grandmother's side was Smith and so I was taking my, my chances by mm-hmm. uh, proceeding to do that but I was pretty sure I had the right family and so then I went ahead and Um, pursued uh, working on your line and I used uh, familysearch.org to find information Um, also I used uh, like find a grave to find information I used Google to find information Um, I added attached some pictures of Merit Hutton Mm -hmm. uh, one of your ancestors who seems quite prominent in the community Um, and I found that through some mining journals. Basically. He was my grandfather. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I found that information. Um, some of the other information I found on the Dolan family, um, the pictures I found on uh, family or on uh, Find a Grave. I also found um, information, of course, that your daughter did. Because when you do research, like, you know, being a private investigator, you go with the known to uh-huh. find the unknown. And a lot of times when I'm, a, I'm a researching, people give me the information that they have. I mean, whether it be family record or birth certificate, death certificate, whatever. And then it's my job to actually find more to extend that line back. And the sad thing about it is a lot of times when people provide information to give to you, it's wrong, it's inaccurate. And then um, that's really hard because a lot of times you're not able to to move forward or move backward, I guess, in the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you have to sometimes uh, let people know that they don't know. I mean, like, for instance, uh, this past Friday, I was working with um, a couple of individuals, and they told me their grandpa's name was Gene Don Gonzalez. And really, actually, the last name was, uh, was it Gonzalez? I don't remember, but it was Gene Don. Yeah. And the thing is, is come to find out, we found that the, the grandfather's marriage record actually it was a great grandfather to these individuals, and, and it said his name was Gene Alfredo Gonzalez, well, not Gene Don. Okay. But he had a son named Harold Don, and so they just assumed that right. that was his name. And Chris, we need to t-
1: excuse me for interrupting. Hang on to that thought, will you, because this is really good. We need to take a really quick break. We'll t- return momentarily.
2: Okay, thanks.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to PIs Declassified with Francie Kaler. You can call into the program. We'll take questions and comments at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also email your question to Francie. Send it to francie at pisdeclassified.com. Now, here's Francie Kaler.
1: Genealogists have so much in common with private investigators for locating people and tracking down facts. So today I have Chris Utley, who's just an expert in researching genealogy and you were just talking about um, what you ran into with this family who had the wrong middle name.
2: Mm-hmm. And they were surprised um, that they didn't have a ride right. because usually these people, um, when you do when you, they do give you information, they're pretty. A lot of them are pretty sure that it's right. And sometimes there's a lot of people uh, they had their great aunt or somebody work on um, genealogy, mm-hmm. and it's something that this family. These families known for years, and then come to find out, you go through it and disprove it, um, that it's completely inaccurate, and the families don't want to believe it. And <laughs> they really sure. don't want to believe it, and you don't know what else to say. Um, and They don't have to agree with it. I mean, you can show them the documentation, the original records, but, I mean, it's, it's for them to choose what they want to do with it all you can do is um, do the research and, and do what you're paid for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, l- let me just ask you a question because there are so many things that kind of cross the lines between uh, genealogy and, and private investigation. Do you ever get challenged uh, saying you're really doing investigation work and you ought to be licensed? Have that, has that, I, that ever happened?
2: I, I actually haven't had that happen, but once I think um, – Somebody may have questioned it, because I have approached. I I have been paid to find um, lost loved ones, which I have, and I've also um, found um, birth parents. But the thing is, is this one occasion I had not too long ago, um, the client asked me to find um, the half-brother to her mother, and I actually um, called the half-brother's telephone number, spoke to the wife, and I confirmed. Basically, the reason why I called is I wanted to confirm that I got the right the right family. And then the lady said, "You were paid for this, <laughs> like." Um, and so I, I felt like she was kind of like, "Okay, somebody really must want to locate my my uh, um, husband." And uh, she was just surprised that I was paid for it. And that kind of thing, I, I was kind of. Um, taken back, and I thought that would be something that maybe um, she would have thought I was a private investigator, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Um, I just have found individuals for loved ones, and usually um, what happens is I'll find an individual, but it's their decision on whether to contact the individual. I mean, right. what I'm saying is I'm not the one who's making the phone call. Right. They're making the phone call, and that's with birth parents, too. Like, for instance, I found birth parents for a certain individual, and they've chosen not to make contact. Right. But they did want to know who they were.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Private investigators get into that as well with uh, finding birth families and, or even, you know, somebody that just calls and wants to locate somebody. That's always, you know, a privacy issue. And mm-hmm. it's it's problematic because people, of course, as you know, have been injured because somebody had their information and, and they took it and did something bad with it. Yeah. So um, it's a general policy for private investigators not to give out the information. They can, You know, we can give it to the other person, but not if, you know, if they want to contact the person or not.
2: Yeah. Yes.
1: So well let's let's go back over these websites Chris if you don't mind you, you talked about archives.com so mm-hmm. let's, what is what is available in that
2: this website? one archives.com was bought out by ancestry.com and archives.com actually um, I haven't worked for them for over a year, but what they do is they focus on their main focus um, before ancestry got a hold of them but I think it's the same as it's anything from around uh, 1900 to the present for instance I can find my parents marriage record in that Um, some of these um, documents they don't actually have the actual images so there's a lot of indexes Um, and the thing is is before 1900 there is some information like for instance they do have um, the censuses or they did have the censuses um, there which really really help in extending the line back um, especially to 1850 where they have the name of the the father, the mother, or the head of household, the mother and the children. Um, So that basically focuses on that. And so, like, for private investigators, this would be something maybe they would be interested in looking into um, if they need to know more about family relationships. They have birth records, I think, um, or at least indexes, where it has the name of the father and the mother and when the child is born and their name and marriage records, I think. Um, From Texas, I... But like I said, I may be wrong, but they have a lot of, um, like, stuff that's now, I mean, pretty recent, um, Mm -hmm. like the the late 1900s stuff, which I really like because, like I said, I like to find um, living people, too. And something that when you do estate research, um, a lot of times you have somebody, um, they're not actually um, have any brothers or sisters or cousins, and so you go back up the line, um, back to their grandparents, and then you try to, come, or great grandparents, and then you come try to come back down the line uh, to find the, the living um, family members. Okay. And so that's something that um, archives would be good um, to use. And I, like I said, I think private investigators, because they're dealing mainly with living people, unless like unless it's like a murder case or something like that, right. um, that would be maybe useful for them.
1: And then what is what does People Smart offer?
2: people smart basically if you're trying to find somebody where they live presently and whether they're dead or not it's a good website to go to it also tells them who their family members are um, and so if you're trying to locate somebody you go ahead and um, log in put their name in the information you know and it actually will give you the individual um, and it will give the address um, and a lot of times I found that the address is Accurate and the thing is is they change pretty pretty um, regularly, so if somebody moved in um, like a couple of months ago, they actually may be their right address in the the uh, address that they moved to it may be in the system, so it's pretty up to date mm-hmm. and then I also liked um, to know um, where it says deceased and like the year uh, if the individual you're looking for is deceased
1: right okay and then you mentioned um did you mention something called networking
2: no um i think i may have mentioned networking is oh, okay. another another way it's
1: another way okay um,
2: yeah All right. and, and, and private investigators use networking right. genealogists we use networking i mean i i uh, came i mean in contact with you um i threw a little note i sent you on linkedin
1: Mm -hmm. yes you did that's exactly where I got your information I thought this would be really an interesting show and it is this is great Chris so um, tell me more about this how do you pronounce it V-E-R-O-M-I
2: yeah Veromi.net I don't know how many people know about Veromi.net and I usually don't it's a subscription website and also PeopleSmart is similar and it's a subscription website but I actually had access to People Smart, when I worked for Inflection, the company that owns it. Uh-huh. And um, Rome, I've never had a subscription with, but basically it's been pretty reliable on finding information about um, families, um, who's related to who, and this is uh, real life stuff happening now. And so, like I said, I could find you and then locate um, the name of um, a husband or children and then go from there, and then also gives the ages. But sometimes, like I, I found that you have a grandfather that's 60 years old or something, but on Romy, and this is other websites too, it's not just Romy, they'll have the age a 100 years old when he's really 60. Oh, yeah. And so you're wondering what's going on. But sometimes, too, there's also people that have a junior and a senior, and right. they merge the two people. And so you're looking for the junior who's 30, and the senior's really like 60. Uh, and the senior is the one that they give the age for. So, but the thing is, is it's just a good website to go to to help. Oh, by the way, these websites, too, I forgot about this, um, they actually give all the past addresses where they lived for uh, mm-hmm. 20, I don't know, it just depends on the individual for 20 years, however long, 30 years, and it also gives um, uh, just the different localities. Now, for me, with Veromi, because I didn't subscribe to it. Um, it would just give me the, the place, the town. And then where I can go from there is to, I can go to Ancestry.com and have, um, they have a directories on there, and it has um, similar things with uh, the actual birth dates, so with these individuals and where they've lived in the mm-hmm. past. So, so that's... Um,
1: now, so when you say you logged on, you... You're not a subscriber for Verome, so you're, you just logged on as a guest for a one-time thing or something? No,
2: what you do is you just go to the website, and they have a search, and you just put your first, the first name, last name, and maybe the place and the age of who you're looking for, and it comes up, and then it has... And if you're you're a
1: subscriber, what what else do you get?
2: Oh, you could get a lot of different information, like the address, um, phone number, um, the thing is, is, I don't know if Romi does this, but there's um, some websites that do property, um, give you the information about the property, the, the value of the home, um, information about how many bedrooms are in the house, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that you may not even be interested in, um, criminal records, bankruptcies, things of mm-hmm. that nature mm-hmm. yeah. um, can come from these websites. Um, right. You're probably familiar with quite a few websites yourself or um, databases, but that's kind of the information that it gives.
1: And so then what it, family search is um the one for the the church?
2: Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. And it does and that, have...
1: and that's a free and that's a free site. Anybody yeah, can completely log on to it. Free.
2: That. And if it's some if somebody's interested in genealogy and Doing a tree, that's fine. You can enter living people in it as well. Have your own database. Um, but the thing, but the thing is, is the individual won't be, or the information on those living people will not be available to them mm-hmm. or to anyone else. It will only be available to you. Um, but there is information on living people when you do a search. Like you can find living people in the 1940 census, and there may be some other records too. But Family search is um, basically um, for the, the deceased um, and building trees and families and it's just something that people can go to um, to find more information on their family uh, they also have on family search uh, something called like family search wiki so if you need hang on to that
1: one family search wiki Chris one more break um, thank you we'll be right back
0: It's the largest association of its kind in the world. Cali's main focus is networking, training, and legislative advocacy. If you need a detective in California, contact Cali at cali-pi.org or call 1-800-350-CALI. For a national association, Francie's choice is the National Council of Investigation and Security Services, or NCISS. For over 35 years, the council's primary mission has been to represent its members before the United States Congress and governmental agencies. Find the council at NCISS.org or call 1-800-445-8408. NCISS and Cali are great places to look for a qualified private investigator. Tell them you heard it from Francie on P.I.'s Declassified. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: I'm sharing the mic today with Chris Utley, who's an expert researcher on genealogy. You were just going to talk about Family Search Wiki. What is that, Chris?
2: Um, that's comparable to Wikipedia, uh-huh. um, the encyclopedia that anybody can contribute to. And so, what the church has done, um, they've actually they have, they've ha- hired expert researchers for different localities around the world um, with different tips on what you can do if you have certain problems. Um, They've also attached websites that have records um, for different localities. Like um, there's an area, it's it's Sweden, and they have like Archive Digital um, website connected to that. And basically, that is basically original records for like all the church records in Sweden. And there's a lot of other um, records on there as well. And it's held, as far as I know, I'm not up on it, but it's held by a private company. Um, It has just a lot of information um, about what you can do if you're a novice at genealogy. Um, but the thing is, is I found the best information on there is to actually, um, just for localities, if I am... Like I said, I work at the, the Family History Library, and my focus, i would like to do more Swiss research than any, any place, but um, what I have to do is I have to do um, research where the client wants me to go. So I've done, like... Um, like Lane research, Mexican research, uh, British Isles research, Irish research, and just different areas. And if I'm not up on it, um, a certain area, I can go there, and there's a wealth of information uh, for the different localities. And it's continued to grow, and also anybody can contribute to it, just like Wikipedia.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow. And you know, and I'm looking at the family search website right now, and it has. Uh, there's a place on there that you can go to get photos that you've captured, yeah, um, or that the, the website is captured. And also, the other thing I was interested in is next to the various names uh, on the tree that you did on me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a reference number for each name.
2: Yeah, that's just so you can find. Um, an individual. So if you're looking, like for instance, if you had like a John Smith mm-hmm. and he was born like in 1850, and as you know, and you could have Pennsylvania or some just the country and stuff, but there's not a whole lot of information on that John Smith to actually right. put him in and find him. If you know that number, um, you can basically type that number into a find or a search. And it'll pull up the individual you want to to, uh, locate. So it just makes things easier. By the way, um, if you click on um, Merritt Hutton, Uh you'll find, um, I think you'll find some sources and you'll find some photographs of him. But you can also uh, find stories. Like, for instance, I found a story, I think it was on Hattie, your grandmother, I think it was your grandma, Hattie Mary Dolan. And uh, it was actually on Find a Grave, I think, and, um, or maybe it was on Ancestry.com, and I could have actually uh, took all those pages and stuck it on here um, under Hattie, besides a picture. I think I have a picture of her and Noel, your grandpa there, as well. So, and you can also put like documents in, and the documents don't have to be documents. In family search, um, but um, there are a lot of documents in family search. You can also find these documents and like scan a death certificate or a marriage certificate or whatever yeah. it is and actually um, put it in and attach it to the individual, like I was doing some research in uh, Georgia, and the, really the information in the south is, is it 's a hard area to research and I had some clues. Um, family said the lady's name was Susanna Martin, but I found through the census that her name was Susanna. And then I wondered, well, how do, do they know that it was Martin? And so somebody actually um, on this Lewis website who's done research on it, she actually had this little piece of paper that the, the step-granddaughter had concerning this lady, and she said this lady, this guy, John Lewis, married a Martin. And the thing is, is um, I went ahead and she scanned that, put it on her page, and then I took it and saved it and put it on, um, Ans- or on family searches page so individuals would know what my documentation is for this lady being a Martin. And then mm-hmm. it enabled me to actually work and find her father, Elijah Martin, and so forth.
1: Oh, fascinating. And so what all can you find on Find a Grave? You said you mentioned photos.
2: Yeah, you mentioned you can find
1: documents,
2: photos. Um, you can find obituaries. You can find whatever an individual wants to post. For that, um, you can find um, like information that uh, just genealogy, um, biography type stuff that people want to enter into it. I found it just before the show. I was looking into your family and I found um, this lady. Um, like, for instance, your grandmother, friend, what I've actually been really researching, um, I did some of your, your stuff, but just so you know, when you go back, there's other researchers, relatives of yours that have tied in. And so a bunch of, some of that research isn't mine. I've just linked it to somebody else's research oh,
1: okay. on, on okay. family
2: search. But the thing is, is on Frances Madeline King,
1: uh-huh.
2: she's been a real hard one. And I don't know if you know her story, um, that she died in childbirth with her son, Merritt Hutton. Uh Um, The thing is, is she has a mother named Nancy Beck, and it's interesting, um, they are in the 1900 census together as King. And then when you go to, um, let's see, you go to the 1910 census, um, Francis Madeline King is living with her grandma, and her mother's not to be seen. And in 1920, her, her mother's um, there with her grandma and some aunts, spinster aunts. But the thing is, is the last name's Beck, all the way to 1940. Hmm. And there was this, on, fam, on a, it's called a, uh, Find a Grave, somebody pulls to an obituary, and the obituary says that her father is Israel Beck, and huh. Israel actually, Beck is actually not her father. It's actually her uncle. And the reason why I know that is you go back on the census and that's who um, she's living with. But another sounds like thing... There's
1: many, sounds like there's many stories there.
2: <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is, I think there's a big story with uh, Nancy King because uh, she got married. It says, the census says she was married in 1895. And then it says... Um, she was um, she had a baby, um, Mary Frances or Frances Madeline King, about 1897 in Pennsylvania, and then she's a widow by 1900. But I don't know if it's actually a widow or not because I can't find any deaths for mm. a King, and it looks like an M, and then it's almost like they put a D on, but then it could have been widowed, like a WD, like her her uh, grandma's that's up above or her mother, I should say. And so the thing is, is, I would really like to know who she was married to or if she was married to anybody. Um, but the child, too, um, Francis Madeline King, it has that her mother, uh, her father, was born in Ohio. Yeah. And so that's all I f- was able to find on that. Um, yeah, so do you know really, anything?
1: And, no, I don't. Uh, and, it's, and it really is like putting a jigsaw puzzle together and putting the pieces in place. I can see um, this is great. Uh, we're almost at the end of the hour. Just okay. g- briefly, how, do you know or how far back have you seen records to go? What would be the um, Original records,
2: back? I found um, the 1500s, like yeah, old, wow. old records. Okay. I know there's other records available, um, more like medieval times, um, that are available that you can look at, but basically what I focused on is anything from now, um, like I said, to the 1500s, and so there are original old documents um, that okay. you can go to. And the thing is, is depending on what country you go, you you uh, are researching, basically is how far um, you can go back. Like um, the Irish records, and uh, they can go back. You may find records available in the 1700s, and there may be. Other records, but the thing is, is um, from my experience and a lot of the professional researchers I know that do Irish research. Um, basically, the best you can do is to go back and find um, the uh, the plot of land where the family lived, mm-hmm. and it's probably the early eighteen hundreds. But you really can't extend that um, further back. I mean, and then another possibility that would be good with some of these areas, like the South as well in the United States, is hard. But DNA is another option.
1: Um, Chris, I'm sorry. I have to cut you off. I'm so sorry. This is so interesting. Uh, I hope our listeners have gotten a lot out of it. So we do have to close the show. So um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been fascinating. And to my listeners, tune in again next week as we declassify more real stories from real investigators and genealogists. It's PIs Declassified. I'm Francie Kaler. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Chris.
0: on PI's Declassified.